No, you want to be awake when you hit that water. But just, just relax in God's presence and allow Him to sweep you away into the freshness of what He's got for your life. Lord, we just pray for uh, money. We pray, Lord, that you'll bless Him as He ministers to us, Lord. Give Him the freedom, give Him the authority in His voice, God, to realize that He is speaking in behalf of you. Lord, the words that come from His mouth are as strong as they are from your mouth. Because, Lord, his mouth is your mouth. We are the body, Lord. Help us to hear. Help us to apply the words into our lives as we listen. And, Lord, if there's anyone that doesn't know you, Lord, tonight may this be a life-changing experience for them. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Pastor George. I've got a word for you tonight. I'm excited about it. I feel it burning in my heart. And let's just get right into it. Um, I'm enjoying my time in the UK. I'm enjoying it. It's been great. I've been here about seven and a half weeks. Maybe you guys aren't enjoying my time here so much. I'm loving it though. It's just fantastic. It's amazing. God's doing a lot of work in me. I'm a long, far away from my family. But I tell you, there were many times when I was growing up when I wished I could be 3,000 miles away from my brothers and sisters. And now I have it, and I miss them like crazy. But if we could have that first slide. I'm just going to introduce you to my family tonight. This is my mom on the right side. Her name's Diane. My little brother Aaron. My sister Tricia. And then that's me on the bottom left. What a cute guy. <laughs> There's another one of us too, but he wasn't around yet. His name's Ethan. I'll show you a picture of him sometime. So anyway, this is us. And uh, so cute and innocent. Wouldn't, wouldn't hurt a fly at this age. But I remember one time, a few years after this, uh, my little brother Aaron and I, we decided it was time to run away. It was time to run away from home. And um, what we did was we spent a few days planning it. We had a friend who was ready to break away with us. And on a given day, we set out on our bikes. We didn't have any food with us. We went to the convenience store. We purchased a lighter. Not for smoking, but for starting a fire so we could stay warm at night. I don't know what we were planning on eating, but we were thinking about catching some wild critter. And then, about three miles away from home, my friend's bike broke. And we had to make the long, sad trek back home. It's been about two, three hours at this point. As we neared home, I realized my mom probably knew exactly, well, she knew we weren't at home anyway, and I realized when we got home that she'd been looking for us for the better part of those two, three hours, and she was furious, and I was scared, stiff. But that wasn't anywhere near as frightening as the look in my mom's eyes, which I recognized immediately, which said to me, just wait until your father gets home. Just wait until Dad comes in the door. And of course, she called him before he got home. 
And so that put me in a real terror and a real, oh, just state. So I was up in my room just praying, God, help me. God, save me. I won't go into the next part of the story. I'll just leave that alone for now. But let's just say this. When Dad came home, he put everything right. He set the record straight. (laughs) Go to the next slide. This is a picture of my dad. He was taking the picture in the other picture. But this is a picture of him. He looks so kind and innocent in this one. (laughs) But he's a good-looking guy. Great father. I recognize some of you guys in this room haven't had great fathers tonight. Some of you had decent fathers. But... I had a good father, really good father. His name's David, really great guy. And I miss him a lot too. But you know, the thing about that story is coming home for a father isn't supposed to be a time of fear and terror. It's supposed to be a happy time, right? It's supposed to be a joyful time. It's supposed to be a time of fun, good feelings, excitement, joy. Go to the next slide. That's what it's supposed to look like. When my dad came home that night, it did not look like this. I was nowhere to be found, and my brother was right there with me. (laughs) But it's supposed to be a happy time. But the thing is, when dad comes home, he's got to deal with the good things that happened from the time he left in the morning or from the time he left the day before, he's got to deal with the good and the bad that happened in between all that. Our lives can get messy. Things can happen. We can make mistakes. And Dad fixes those things. And sometimes it's a painful fix. And sometimes it's a quick fix and an easy fix. But it can get messy, and our lives can be messy, and we can be messy. And because we're messy, we have a tendency to mess up the things around us, the people around us, the world around us. And if you look at the world around us, you realize really quick, it's a messy world. It's a messed up world because of the messed up people. I'm just going to give you a few statistics here. 925 million people don't have enough food. That's not because there's not enough food in the world. It's because people don't share the food. There's not enough food for people. Millions of people, over 7 million people dying of cancer every year. 250,000 children forced into military service as child soldiers. Over 27 million people enslaved in human sex trafficking. Most of us have lost loved ones. Maybe many of us tonight have loved ones who are suffering or struggling with a disease. You know, we could just go on and on and talk about the hurt and the brokenness and the devastation around us, right? And because of that, many people will say, is there a God? And if there is a God, how could you let this happen? Or I don't believe in a God because He lets this happen. And we could talk about that tonight. We could talk about the sovereignty of God and the free will that we have and the free choice to do what we want to do. But I'm not going to talk about that tonight. I'm going to talk about something else. This is the important thing. 
Daddy's coming home. Daddy's coming home. And when Dad comes home, you can be sure he's going to set things right. He's going to set everything right. He's not going to leave anything undone. He's going to set it all right. He's going to set the record straight. Amen? Amen. So we live in a messed up world, but Dad's coming home. It's not always going to be this way. The Bible talks about a day when all the injustice, all the brokenness is going to be fixed. And it's going to be fixed by a man who comes back and deals with it. The Bible calls this the day of reckoning, the day of visitation, the day of judgment. We've all heard of the day of judgment. Maybe our churches don't talk about it enough anymore. But it's a real day and it's coming. Every day we're getting closer to it. A day of reckoning. When things are going to be sorted out. Good things and bad things. A day when all of the wrongs in our lives, in our world, are going to be righted. Let's go to the next slide. Acts 17.30 In the past, God overlooked human ignorance, but now He commands all people everywhere to repent. For He has set a day when He will judge the world with justice by the man He has appointed. He has given proof of this to all men by raising Him from the dead. You may not believe in Jesus tonight. You may think He was just a good man. You may not even believe that He was a real historical figure, but He was. You may not believe any of this Jesus stuff or this Christian stuff. And you may not know anything about the name of Jesus except that it's an expletive that people use all the time. But I just want to tell you tonight, God has chosen Jesus to be the solution for the brokenness of this world. God, the Father, has chosen Jesus Christ, the man that died on a cross. God has chosen Him to be the fix for all of this mess that we're in. If you've got a mess in your life, and you you know it needs to be fixed, but you don't know how, God has made a way for it to be fixed. The solution is Jesus. If you've got a difficult problem you can't deal with, God has made a solution. He's created the perfect bandage for the problem. It's Jesus. And if you don't recognize that, and you don't apply it to that brokenness, you don't apply it to that bitterness, you don't apply it to that unforgiveness, you'll never find a remedy. You'll continue to struggle from this point forever unless you apply Jesus to the broken area of your life, to the mess. Jesus is the man. He's coming back. And because He's coming back, I'm here to tell you tonight, all of us are here who believe in, God, in, in, in Jesus tonight, we're here to tell you, it's time to repent. It's time to turn. It's time to make a change and go another direction. Not because I want you to, for my own sake, but because I know He's coming back. And when Dad comes back, He sets things right. In that story in the beginning, I knew when Dad came home what was going to happen. I knew I needed to try and work it out. In that situation, it was too late. I couldn't work it out before Dad got home. There's other times in my life when Mom said, Dad's coming home soon. Get ready. And I realized, right, 
shot over, talked to my brother, worked it out, apologized. There were some tears. And then I came back to mom. I said, Mom, it's okay. It's worked out. And mom said, okay, we'll let it go this time. And I said, thank you, God. I got real spiritual real quick when I heard dad was coming home. You know? But tonight, the truth of the matter is, there is a day when God is coming back. And now's the time to make a change. Now's the time to deal with the mess. Don't wait on it. When dad comes home, he has to sort things out and hand out discipline. The Bible talks about people that don't turn. The Bible talks about people that don't make it right before that day. And it's not a good ending. It's not a good everything pans out for them. The actual truth of the matter is the Bible says those people are thrown out. Those people are cast out. They're not just asked to leave gently and kindly. They're thrown out. They don't belong in the family anymore. It's a serious matter. It's a serious thing. Those who don't repent, those who don't turn, those who don't align themselves with Jesus are thrown out at the end. Now's the time to get it right. Next slide. Are you on the wrong side of God tonight? That's what I want to ask. Like a stubborn child. You know, we can all feel like we're right and be really convinced in our rightness and be really convinced in our own arguments until dad walks through the door. But when dad walks through the door, all of a sudden, I'm not so convinced about my argument. I'm not so convinced about my rightness or my point of view because dad is going to see straight through me. Dad is going to know exactly What's going on in my little mind? Dad's going to know exactly the circumstance and the situation. And that's my earthly father. Remember, God knows all things. He doesn't need to go to my mom to find out what happened. God sees everything. God knows everything. He sees every thought. He sees every action. He knows what's going on. He knows in each situation the level of guilt and the level of innocence. And he's the one who's coming back. It's a serious thing. We don't want to be like this little guy. I don't want to listen. I don't care what you have to say. Just leave me alone. No. If we're like that, dad comes home, he gets disciplined. And he gets disciplined real good. You might ask me tonight, why do I need to turn? Why do I need to make a change? Why do I need to start living for Jesus? What's the point? Okay, Dad's coming home. What's the big deal? Let me just show you some verses to kind of back this up a little bit. Next slide. The Bible tells us that today, now, we're in a season, a very unique and special season in the world, in history. And it's a season of forgiveness, and a season of mercy, and a season of grace. 
God's not here tonight to slam you with judgment. God's not here tonight to smack you alongside the head with judgment. God's speaking to you tonight as He does with mercy, saying, repent now so that later on you don't have to receive discipline in that way. He's given us an open season right now to respond to Him. But we've got to respond to Him. If we don't respond to Him now, there's going to be discipline when Dad gets home. Believe me. We all know it. If our earthly father had to discipline us and knew it was good for us, our heavenly father is the same. In a more perfect way, he's the same. He's not going to let things slide. You can't get away with things and expect, oh, I did that. I don't need to worry about it. He'll just look over it. He doesn't look over it. It's important to him. As any good father, he wants to see you develop and mature rightly. So he's not going to just let things go. He's not just going to let things slide by. He's concerned about the details. Romans 3.23, it says, None of us are good enough. All have sinned. All have fallen short. None of us have made the cut. And because none of us have made the cut, and because none of us are good enough, we are destined for destruction. That's what the Bible says. We're destined for hell. We're not destined for heaven just because... Things will work out for us. We're destined for hell because all of us have sinned. Everyone. I'm speaking to you tonight. I've sinned. But there's another verse which is just powerful. And it says in 2 Peter 3.9, But He is patient with us. He doesn't want any of us to perish. He doesn't want any of us to die in our sin. He doesn't want any of us to go to hell. He wants everyone to come to repentance. He wants everyone to come and turn and change and align themselves with God in the right way so that none of us have to perish. There's another translation from the message. It says this, He, God, is restraining Himself on account of you, holding back the end, holding back the day, because He doesn't want anyone lost. He's giving everyone space and time to change. He's given you space and time to change tonight. And not just tonight, He's given you years to change. He's not come down with lightning. He's not come down and, and with fire. He's given you years. He's given you months, weeks, hours to change, to realize the truth, to realize there's more to life than living for yourself, living your own way. Life is so short. Seventy years, maybe. Seventy years, maybe. And then what? He's got an eternity. What are you going to do with that? Are you going to make a change and start living for it now? Or are you just going to say, well, I just, I'll just decide later. I'll just figure it out before I die. Maybe I'll say a prayer. But you don't, we don't know how much time we have. We don't know if we'll walk out tonight and see another day. None of us know that. I don't know that. We've got to be ready today. We've got to be ready now. We've got to make a decision now. And we've got to stick with that decision. I'll just tell you a little bit about my mom in that story, right? My mom, in that story and many other stories, countless stories, never wanted it to get to that point of saying, just wait till dad gets home. Most of the time I feel like it was out of frustration. It was like, I can't deal with this anymore. When dad gets home, you just wait. Mom never wanted to get to that point. 
mom never wanted it to be that severe. And that's the season we're in right now. Jesus doesn't want it to get to that point. Jesus doesn't want us to go there. To, to wait till that day of judgment to receive what we deserve. No, He wants us to recognize now we don't deserve it. Respond to God so that He can give us what we don't deserve. And that's heaven. But you can't wake up on judgment day. You can't wake up on the day of reckoning. You can't decide when dad walks through the door. Right, I gotta go make things right. It's too late. It's too late. It's not gonna happen. Dad's gonna see straight through it. He's gonna realize your motives are all wrong. He's gonna realize your motives are all about you. Not about doing the right thing. They're all about you. In Luke 19.44, Jesus is talking to the people of His day. He's talking to a multitude of people and He says, You didn't recognize the hour of your visitation. I'm right here. I'm the Son of God. I'm standing right in front of you. You don't even recognize it. You don't recognize I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to, to break you down and to cast you into hell. I'm here to present a free gift of salvation, of life, abundant life. But you're too blind. You're too deaf to hear it. You're too hard-hearted. And Jesus had to say this to people. Don't be like those people tonight. Don't be like those people who are just saying, oh, just wait. It's, okay, this is, a, this is a, maybe a, an interesting message, an interesting word. He's speaking with some urgency, but uh, I'll just wait. Don't be like those people. Jesus said, you didn't recognize the hour of your visitation. And then he said, and because of that, you're going to be judged. Because you didn't recognize it, because you didn't open your eyes, because you didn't make a decision, there's judgment waiting for you. You're not, you're not going to just do what you want to do and then get rewarded by God. No, you get rewarded by God by doing the things of God. Doing your own thing leads you to your own reward, which is not a good thing. It's hell. Doing our own thing leads us to hell. Doing what God wants us to do leads us to heaven. Don't be like those people that Jesus spoke to and said, you're missing it. You're not even seeing me. I'm right here. I'm the Son of God standing in front of you. Don't be blind. Don't be confused by your own logic and your own arguments. In this open season of forgiveness, all mankind, all of us, every man on the face of this earth and woman has an opportunity to respond and be made right with God. But the Bible is very clear that one day this window of opportunity is going to close and it will never be opened again. This window of opportunity is going to be shut forever and you're never going to get in another way. When he comes back, when dad comes through the door, you're not just going to make things right with him or he's not just going to have compassion on you. No, he's going to give you what you deserve. He's going to give me what I deserve. He's going to give us all what we deserve. Now is the time. I don't want to wait until that moment when dad comes home. I want to deal with it now. I know what that's like to wait. To be stubborn. To say, I'm not going to make things right with my brother or sister because I'm right. 
Dad comes home, and I realize I'm not right. I realize I'm wrong. My brother and sister might have been wrong too, but I'm wrong too. And so I'm going to get punished. There's a way to avoid that, and it's Jesus. There's a way to reconcile yourself to your father. It's Jesus. He's the man coming back. You think it'd be a good thing to know him before he came back? It'd be a really good thing. We've got to know the man before he comes through the door. I just want to ask you tonight, what are you going to do with this season of forgiveness? What are you going to do with this open window of opportunity that God's given all of us? Are you just going to let it pass you by? Are you just going to wait and hope it pans out in the end? Are you just going to wait and hope that maybe just before Dad comes home, you're just going to have a change of heart? Maybe when you're on your deathbed, you'll say a prayer, and hopefully it'll all work out for you. Don't do that. Don't wait for that. Don't take a chance. Eternity's a long time. Eternity's forever. Seventy years here, and then what? What we do here impacts eternity. How we live here impacts forever. We've got to make a change now. Don't play Russian roulette with eternity. Don't do it. Don't take a chance on something so valuable. An eternity of hours and years. Millions of years of where you're going to be. It's God's desire. The Bible says this. It's God's desire that all men everywhere would repent. That all men everywhere would come to the knowledge of who He is. That all men everywhere would have soft hearts and receive the truth of Jesus Christ. That's God's desire. That you would turn tonight. That you'd make a change. That you would decide, right, I'm living for myself and it's time to start living for Him. Daddy's coming home. Are you ready for that? Have you made yourself right with God? So that when Dad comes home, it's okay. There's a reward for you instead of a judgment. How many of you want a reward instead of a judgment? I don't want to be, I don't want Dad's judgment. You know? Maybe you have something against your brother or your sister tonight. Daddy's coming home. Maybe you've never made a decision for Jesus. You're just waiting. You're putting it off. Daddy's coming home. Listen, Dad's coming home. And when he gets here, it's too late. Maybe it's always someone else's fault for you. Maybe you're always... Everything that happens, everything that's bad that happens to you. Oh, well, they did this to me. They didn't do this for me. They said this about me. They put me in this situation. Listen, Dad's coming home and he doesn't care about that. He cares about what your heart is doing, what you're doing, what you're not doing. He's not concerned. He's going to deal with them. But guess what? He's going to deal with you. He's going to deal with you. Some of you guys struggle with pride. You're so proud. You can't do anything wrong. 
You think that what comes out of your mouth is the divine word. Listen, Dad's coming home. Dad's coming home, and he's going to ask you about those words that you're saying coming out of your mouth. He's going to say, why would you say that? And you're going to have one of two answers. I said it because I wanted to say it, or I said it because you wanted me to say it. And only one of those answers is going to make a difference to Dad when he comes home. Maybe you have something in your life you're covering up, some sin that you've been struggling with. You're just concealing it. You're burying it. You're trying to keep it from others. Dad's coming home and he sees it all. He sees right through all the facades. He sees right through all the lies. He sees right through all the deception. When Dad comes home, he says the secret things will be made shouted from the rooftops. The secret things will be shouted and trumpeted from the highest places. There's no secret things. God sees all things. God hears all things. God knows all things. When dad comes home, it's a serious matter. It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be joyful and happy. And it will be for so many. I really believe that because of where I am with Christ, by His grace... I'm moving towards a happy ending. I'm moving towards a great time. I can't wait to see my dad. My heavenly father. I can't wait to see him. Just ask yourself right now, are you looking forward to seeing him? If you're not looking forward to seeing him, it's because there's something in your life that you're worried about. There's something in your life you're like, well, I'm not sure he's going to like this. I'm not sure he's going to be okay with this thing I've been doing since he's been gone. When he gets home, is he going to have to deal with that? Is he going to have to address that? Is he going to have to make that right? Listen, we don't want him to have to make it right. We want him to embrace us and love us and not have to scold us and discipline us. Say, that was wrong. Why would you do that? Why would you mess it up? You knew that wasn't right, but you did it anyway because you wanted to. Because you want to have a good time? And now you can't have a good time. Now you can't receive my love the same way because you're scared, because you're terrified. And you're going to be separated from Him. Listen, we don't want to be separated. We don't want to have that fear factor. We want to be looking forward to it. And the only way we can look forward to it is by having Jesus make us right with God. The Bible calls it being reconciled to God means we were over here and now we're over here with God because of Jesus. He brings us from this place. God's over there. And Jesus brings us over here and stands us with God. And we're made right. Are you right with God tonight because He's coming back? Are you right with Him? This is the time to deal with sin. This season of forgiveness, this season of grace, this is the time to deal with it. Don't wait. Don't spend your life waiting for another opportunity. Take the opportunity that God's given you. Take advantage of this season. Take advantage of His mercy. Respond to Him. It's too late when Dad comes through the door. Okay? When he walks into the house, you're in trouble. 
You know you've made mistakes. You know you've not dealt with them. You know you've not tried to fix them. And that's what we want to be like. We want him to come home and just love on us. And just wrap his arms around us. Is that where you are tonight? If God came back tonight, if Jesus walked in the room, is that where you'd be? Run up and meet him? Or would you shy away because of the sin in your life? Would you back up into a corner and just kind of try to scurry out the door, the back way? Listen, we're just going to pray. I just ask you all to bow your heads. No looking around. Don't worry about anybody else. I'm just going to pray. And as we pray, I just want you, if you really want to get right with God tonight, if you want to get reconciled to Him, if He was to come back and you weren't ready, you'd be cast into hell. If you want to get right with God tonight, would you just lift up your hand? Would you just raise your hand? Don't wait for another opportunity. Don't think you've got all the time. Don't think you have to have every single answer worked out. When Dad comes home, you want it to be right. You want to be right with Him. You want Him to be excited to see you, and you want to be overjoyed to see Him. You don't want anything in the way. So if you want to get right with God tonight, if you want to get right with your Father tonight, just raise your hand. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. You're a good dad. You're the best dad, Lord. The best father on this earth can't compare to you. When they're put up against you, Lord, they're a complete failure compared to how perfect you are and how wonderful you are. Lord, I just, I just ask that, Lord, you'd convict our hearts. Lord, that if we're not ready for that day, Lord, if we're not ready for you to come home, you'd convict our hearts, Lord. You'd stir us up that we would have a desire to make it right. Jesus, to know you is the only way to be right with the Father. Lord, if there's anyone in this room who's just on the edge of thinking about you and wants to come into the right, reconciled relationship with God, oh Lord, I just pray you'd stir their heart, touch their spirit in Jesus' name, cause them to realize... It's by your blood, Lord. It's by your sacrifice that we are made right with God. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your fatherhood. Lord, even if we haven't had a good father, oh, you're there. You're always there. And you fulfill and satisfy every longing and desire. Thank you, Jesus. Prepare us for that day, Lord. Prepare us for that day of reckoning, for that day of judgment, where we can run into your arms, not in fear, but in joy, Lord, in longing and desire to see you and be rejoined with you, Lord. Thank you for your word tonight, God. I just pray blessing over everyone here. Keep this word in our heart and in our mind as we go through this week, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
just get the band up. We're just going to close with one last song and uh, going to worship the Lord. And uh, maybe you are here tonight and you, you're not ready. Are you willing to be made ready? And, uh, you know, a lot of times it's been very interesting what's happened over the, the, the last while that people have came after the service and they've came to the Lord or they've asked for prayer. You know, if you have missed, you maybe feel as though I've missed an opportunity. Uh, I feel as though there's too big a crowd. I don't want to come out in front of the crowd. Or, but if you want to see us, we'll be right here. We'll be right here. You know, it's not a show. We're not doing this for a show. We do, do give you an opportunity when we come under the power of God and the anointing of the preaching to respond. But we really want to encourage you tonight. If you're not ready to come, if you're not ready, if, you, if the Lord comes back and you're not ready, maybe you're, you've got something in your heart. There's something burning up, a bitterness in your heart. It's just really tearing you up. You know something? The grace of God is so amazing. He can take that away. He can take that away. He can just take it away. And so I want to encourage you, like, while we worship the Lord, just say to Him while you're singing, in your heart, Lord, is there anything within me? If you come back tomorrow, Lord, is there something in me that you don't want to find? Is there something that I've been hiding? Am I hiding something away upstairs in that bedroom of my life? And I'm not ready. I'm dreading something. You know what? It's amazing the power of repentance. Humility, humbling ourselves and saying, well, we're sorry. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's rise and worship the Lord. Like I said, if you want prayer for anything, we're here. You can come. And we will believe and trust the Lord for great things together. Let's go out in a great way, yeah? Let's go out rejoicing, giving praise to the Lord. King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Thank you, Justin. Price of life, amen. Shameful sin placed on him, the hope of every.